Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Sports Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Rinta. My voice is so clear. It is. Holy crap, monkeys. We've got three-way recording going again. Yeah, we've got three microphones. Three it's, microphones, three guys, one room. It's yeah. our own little menage a trois right now. I like it. It's because we're not recording at the Comedy Podcast Network studios. No, we are not. Which we're, we're, which we're damaged in Superstorm Sandy. Yeah, it's yes. true. Oh, that Never was a forget. tough... Uh, that's oh why that God. storm was... I don't really like... I don't know why they called it Super. Uh, yeah. I thought it was really bad. No, you're, you're covering former intern Alex Rodriguez oh, ruined right. the studio yeah. by damaging the plumbing. Uh, that's why we're at an undisclosed location. Culver City. Yes, we're somewhere in Culver I didn't. I figured you wouldn't want to say exactly where we were. It's on Lindblade and Ince. Culver City, the heart of sports land. That's yeah. right. I didn't want to get you in trouble, Phil. No, it's where sports are born. <laughs> yes, indeed. Johnny Manziel, Brian Hoyer, joint update watch update. Johnny Manziel, Brian Hoyer, joint update watch update. Brought to you by... Manziel's, put your man boobs in a Manziel today! And... Bags. Come on, just for the love of God, my children are starving to get a bag! Additionally... Tag all your watches. If you put some on your wrist, you'll hear the tick-tock all day and remind you you still have a heartbeat. And finally, boxes. Bags are for pussies. Hoyer leads Browns to fifth victory, leading fans to dream of a six-win season. Oh, I dream, I dream of dreaming dreams. That's, That's it, yeah. 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 Oh, poor Ebony? Colette? Cosette? Colgate. 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 Brush your teeth. <laughs> Brian Hoyer led the Susan Boyle was her name. Oh, oh Susan Boyle. Boyle. Yeah. Mom of uh, Danny Boyle. You know yeah. that lady who proved to everybody that ugly people can in fact sing? I thought she proved that Which ugly was... people could do anything. Yeah, yeah right. I was I thought ugly people could do nothing. I, I thought Before they just sat that. around and went, Oh <laughs> Brian Hoyer, not ugly person, Brian Hoyer, led Cleveland Browns to a twenty two to seventeen victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. He passed for a season-high 300 yards, had two, a dead day, uh, to go with two interceptions. The Cleveland Browns are now 5-3 and three in the parody-laden AFC North. Ooh. This is their first 5-3 and three start since 2007, though you'd be forgiven for not knowing this, as the Browns went 2-1 and one over a three-game stretch that featured teams that aren't shown on national television. Jacksonville, Oakland, and Tampa Bay. Yikes. God, they dropped one of those games? <laughs> they did, uh, to <laughs> Oakland. But the Browns are doing uh, what barely better than terrible teams should do, which is to struggle but ultimately win against teams that are truly terrible most of the time. Yeah, that's good. Which that's bring- today's NFL. There's five good teams, there's five terrible teams, and a whole bunch of everything else. <laughs> which brings us to Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel plays hilarious Twitter prank on friend. Hey! Nice. Johnny Manziel, who's really not doing much these days, recently tweeted out a phone number to his 1.2 million followers, uh, which we will now relay uh, on because we're dicks. 830 
3709165. I'm calling it right now. Yep. Well, the number will actually soon join 8675309 as ringing. one Ma Bell will not give out to anyone. That's good. It's ringing. That's good. Jenny, I've got your number, but I'm going to make it mine. Hello, how do you... They hung up. Oh, they know. I'm going to try it again. It was retweeted 300 times in 30 seconds. Retweeted 300 times in 30 seconds. That's what she said. Is a great joke if you're a hummingbird talking to another (laughs) hummingbird who enjoys racy humor. I like it. He left, the five to, he left the digits up for five minutes before deleting them. In those five minutes, women who want him and men who want to be him immediately called the number, hoping a drunken Manziel had accidentally publicly tweeted what was meant to be a direct message. Ooh. They hung up again. Okay, all right, one more time. <laughs> However, the tweet was apparently a prank. The number belonged to a friend of Manziel's who had been, quote, bugging him. Who? Yikes. By bugging him, he probably means not agreeing to consensual sex with him. Oh, yeah. I thought that they meant that he put a bug on his phone and he's actually a CIA operative. Ooh, that'd be a good plot twist. Yeah. Uh, his friend was inundated with phone calls, and just more than a half an hour after the number was posted, the mailbox for that number was full. Really? Hmm. That's too bad, because when your mailbox full, you have to go through and swipe delete all of your voicemails. Right, Joel? You have to swipe delete your voicemails. You just kind of swipe right. How does and then one they delete. swipe delete something? You just swipe over and then it deletes, right? Because it's a phone. How is it fundamentally different from simply deleting something? Because it's a touch screen, Joel. So why'd you have to change the... It just, could you just say delete? It doesn't go, are you sure you want to delete? And you don't have to like listen to the whole my thing phone, and be like, oh, my hit phone one do pound. <laughs> if mail, Johnny sure showed him. That jerk got a voicemail box full of women who wants to bang him. How annoying. Face. Yeah. And some dudes who want to bang him. Absolutely. Face. Well, that's, that's not even annoying either. <laughs> flattering, really. Very flattering. <laughs> Johnny Manziel, Brian Hoyer, joint update, watch update. Johnny Manziel, Brian Hoyer, joint update, watch update. Brought to you by... Manziel's put your man boobs in a Manziel And bags. <laughs> Uh, just buy, just buy a bag. Come on, man. Additionally, Tagoyevaches, I am from Sweden or something. And finally, boxes. Bags tried to go out my voice to start that last one. You weren't fooled. Buy a box today. What's on the show today? Uh, funny you should say that. We actually have representatives of both the Bag Council oh my gosh. and the Society for the Advancement of Boxes. What? They're finally going to duke they it out? They are finally going head-to-head right here on our podcast. On, the, Jordan on a the sports podcast. For the record, I don't want this to be a head-to-head. I'm hoping I can you know, broker some peace here. Foster yeah. an, an, a, a constructive dialogue. Yeah. And this has to do with sports because it's kind of like a boxing match verbally. <laughs> yeah. Right? Though I, I think the Bag Council would not be happy about your choice of words that could be yeah and, it's, it's know, more like a bagging a match being demonstrated yeah that's true so, so we're having them on oh good my goodness. Uh, be exciting. And we also have and this is this is we have uh got just a really um a really touching piece about a uh, a small town football team in in iowa and just the the amazing thing that they did for one of their their most beloved residents is really? this that human interest piece it's you were telling human us about interest in piece. pre-production yes, meeting i'm interested about. in humans yeah, we don't we don't normally do pieces like this, but this was such an inspiring story that we. God, I'm choking up just a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna it. say I remember it tugged at my heartstrings when you told me yeah, about it. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna key you guys into just the, uh, 
Johnny Henderson and his powerful battle in uh, in in Keekanaw, uh, Iowa. All right, we so. got a we got a weird sportsman. Yeah, but how am I supposed to follow that? That was so touching. Joel almost cried like he was watching yeah. the end of ET. G- give me give me a touching weird sportsman today. Uh, That's all okay. you gotta do. This one's super. But not t- like a molester right, this, touching this weird sportsman. This is gonna be, this yeah. gonna be yeah. what Joel would do. Yeah. Uh, we got a. Oh man, we got a weird sportsman, and um, just really tugging my heartstrings. I'm sorry. Are you, and, are um, you uh, mocking my pain? No, I just don't this know what is, the pain this is, is. This is I not a humor piece, Phil. This is this is a humor interest piece. I know you said it. <laughs> human interest piece. I believe it's going to be humor adjacent. Ah, Listen, perfect. If, if you had met Johnny, you'd understand why it's not okay to mock. Okay. I okay. Think just, let's, let's just, just move on. Let's, let's move, move on. on. Let's news, just news. News is up next. <laughs> News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Florida resident Joe Madden Bucks Trend, semicolon, chooses to go to Midwest to die. Hmm. That is weird. Usually you don't. You go to Vancouver to die, right? Or Tijuana. Florida you go to die. People retire to if they live in Florida. South Florida. Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) What if you're from Miami? Key West. Okay. What if you live in Key West? You're not going anywhere. Yeah, Who would leave Key West? Live forever. <laughs> For real. That's when you uh, waste away again in Margaritaville. That's right. That's you do and there. achieve immortality. Yeah. <laughs> and fish. <laughs> Theo Epstein's senior year independent study, the Chicago Cubs, have hired <laughs> former Tampa Bay manager Joe Madden. Madden knew he would be the fifth Cubs manager since 2010, but the Cubs conveniently didn't mention that the last four men who had the job went clinically mad. Yikes. <gasps> mad done? No, insane. Oh, wow. They oh, went that's insane. Even worse. Yeah. Even worse. Madden replaces Rick Renteria, who was hired one year ago. Hey, I don't practice Renteria. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got I no crystal ball. I've had a million dollars, but you What'd know what? What'd you do with it, Phil? I spent it all. Oh. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> what I really want to know. Yeah. Uh, baby? <laughs> yeah. Rick Renteria was hired a year ago, only to be committed to the Greater Chicago Psychiatric Ward this October. What? Whoa. You're Wait thinking, a second. I thought he had such a bright future with the Cubs when they hired him. I thought, here's the guy that's going to be their manager straight through the rebuilding years and on into the successful ones. Not some stopgap, thrown a job <laughs> to cover years when they knew they were going to lose oodles and oodles of games. Wait, is he the Joker? <laughs> is he in Arkham Asylum right now? <laughs> Along with Calendar Man, a lesser known Batman villain? And the, and the uh, lead scientist research methods there were deemed unsound. Oh, oh no. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Mr. J. <laughs> That's a Harley Quinn pre- <laughs> reference right there. Yeah. Uh, the, the sides agreed to a five-year contract the 2019 season. Terms were not disclosed, but according to ESPN and media reports, the deal is worth $25 million, plus incentives tied to the postseason, and does not include an opt-out cause. clause. Wait. You signed a five-year contract with the clubs that includes postseason uh, bonuses, but does not include an opt-out clause. That doesn't sound smart. Who is your agent? <laughs> this <terrible>. is malpractice. <laughs> yeah. What are you? No, right fraudulent. <laughs> yeah. Bonuses for postseason appearances, no opt-out clause. Employer Chicago Cubs. That's why he should have gone with Bob Sugar instead of staying with Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, 60-year-old uh, Madden led the A's to four playoff appearances, two AL East titles, and a five-game loss to Philadelphia in the 2008 World Series. He also brings with him a lifetime supply of two things nobody needs a ni- lifetime supply of, 
Centrum Silver and Pepsi Max. Whoa. Multivitamins just give you really expensive pee, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Madden is also a two-time AL uh, Manager of the Year winner. The Chicago Cubs have also won something two times. The World Series. Yeah. 1907-1908. Back-to-back champs. There Wait, we didn't go. They, didn't they win it, like, uh, a few years ago? No. Wasn't, there, wasn't no. it just, like, a few? No. could have sworn. Didn't even make it. Have not won the NL pennant since 1945. Yeah. Worth worth noting. I knew that. I was kidding people. But worth noting <laughs> that the, the fictional Cubs win projected in Back to the Future 2 as a joke Next year, actual year it happened. 2015. Wow, Close. and everything else Back to the Future 2 said came true as well, so right. that one's going to come true. Because I just got here on my hoverboard, yeah. and the Jaws 3D hologram almost ate me on the way here. I got I got uh, rained on, but my jacket dried itself. Right. That's great. Outstanding. Yeah, these, just... were, these were among the things, and they were also like, imagine if just now the Cubs would be winning the World Series. Wouldn't that be crazy? Turns out, no, not crazy. Not nope. crazy at all. Reality. However, Joe Madden's excited to play in a stadium that will have fans in it. Right. And as long as frat boys still like to party, spoiler alert, they do, <laughs> the bleachers will still be full. I could have sworn I read a story just the other day about how frat boys weren't going to party anymore. Is that, uh, see, where are you getting your information <laughs> from tonight, Joel? Public radio. The Chicago Cubs were never about winning. They're about having a good time and trying your best. Good. Or, short of that, just having a good time. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they're having a good time, at least. Yeah, it's something. Boxing isn't popular because of racism. Subheadline, don't worry, this story gets even more sad. Oh, um, this is going to be tough. Unified racism. light heavyweight titleist Bernard Hopkins is too much shy of 50 years old, has set records as the oldest boxer to win and defend world titles, and will be facing Sergei Ko- Kovalev today in Atlantic City. He was released from prison in 1998 after serving five years for armed robbery, and from 1996 to 2005, Hopkins set a middleweight record with 20 title defenses. Whoa. Yeah. He was recently asked in an ESPN interview why his record-setting run hasn't transcended sports, or at the very least, gotten any interest. It's because I'm black, Hopkins said. What, do you think if my name was Augustine, Her- <laughs> Herzenstein, Stern, <laughs> Capello, Marciano... Don't you understand the conflict of interest? I'm going to pause here in the middle of the quote and ask, is this really a conflict of interest? Or does he just mean racism? I I believe this is not a conflict of interest. I think he's confusing those two. Um, He continues, uh, if I was any of those names of any other background, I'd be on every billboard and every milk carton and every place to be. Don't be on a milk carton. You don't want to be on a milk carton. No. He's got a point. I that think means of, you're a missing child. Yes. Only missing children on a milk carton. It's fundamentally bad to be on a milk carton unless you're some sort of cartoon cow. Yeah. Or, yeah. or unless it's a it's Wheaties milk. They, <laughs> yeah. It's like a Wheaties branded milk carton. Oh, you know, when you finish your Wheaties and you're drinking the milk out of the bowl, and you get that great Wheaties-flavored milk. Yeah. Mm, Tastes like oats. You know, we're, we're making light of this, guys, but think, can you name any famous black boxers? Uh, like, there's just none, right? No. Floyd Mayweather. Uh, Floyd Money right. Mayweather. But, like, historically speaking, Mayweather rises above, but how many other... What about Rocky Balboa? Oh, he, he was Italian. Joe oh, Lewis. Right. Yeah, Joe Lewis. He had uh, Joe Frazier. In fact, I think you had Muhammad Ali. What but about Brock Lesnar? You had Mike Tyson. Weren't really important cultural figures. <laughs> you know, like no one paid attention what to their What about Tony Soprano? 
Uh, it's possible Hopkins isn't popular because of his race, or it's possible he's not popular because he's old. Yeah, like 19th yeah. century British lit doo-wop songs. Or the or, Joel, or Joel's phone. Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 Joel's phone right. is very old. A quick, quick Bernard Hopkins anecdote. Jordan and I once walked by him in a casino in Las Vegas. No, that was, was he in the entourage with Evander Holyfield? Oh, wait. Oh, God. We walked by Evander Holyfield. Joel. See, the reason why he's not famous is because people like Joel <laughs> exist in this world. <laughs> and the thing is, when we walked by him the, and we told people the story, the first thing everyone asked was, did you see his ears? And I didn't. That was, the, that was the first thing we said to each other. We walked by and we both turned and went, oh, hey. And then, like, like jinxed each other. Like, did you see his? And we were both like, no. no like, oh, I was no. just thinking, oh, that's Evander Holyfield. That's when you go up and go, hey, Evander, could you take a second and just, you know. Show me your ear. <laughs> How old is Evander Holyfield? They're at least contemporaries, right? Oh, possibly. How racist was I right there? Well, now it should be noted Hopkins is somewhat of an arbiter on yeah. race. In 2011, he said quarterback Donovan McNabb wasn't black enough, but offered McNabb no solutions. <laughs> that makes it tough. Point out problems, yeah. Yeah. offer no solutions. Uh, Hopkins faces his greatest challenge yet. His opponent is Kavolev. He's a feared Russian boxer whose 2011 re- opponent, Roman Semikov, died three days later from brain injuries sustained in their fight. Yikes. Oh, in Kozlov's view, his death made him worthy opponent. <laughs> However, despite this big fight, Hopkins says beating Kovalev wouldn't even be his biggest win. Hopkins claims that spot is taken by a 2008 upset of unbeaten middlewelt, midi, middleweight champion Kelly Pavlik. Why does that one stick out? Why, race, of course. That was the greatest moment of my life because it was undeniably white against black, Hopkins Whoa. said, adding, I beat him easily after being a 6-1 to underdog. And, matter of fact, it went even further. I ruined his life. I ruined his career. Which is correct. Pavlik was never the same after losing to Hopkins. He surrendered the middleweight title two years later amid troubles with alcohol and retired from the sport in 2013 at the age of 30. Wow, because of racism? Saddest part, saddest part of the story. Yeah. Okay. America's still dealing with racism deeply embedded in its culture. Sure. Russian-on-Russian murder. Yeah. Or boxer delighting in seeing another boxer succumb to alcoholism. I'm still going to go with racism. I mean, the alcoholism one's the funniest. All right. Joining us now in the studio, we have a representative from the National Box Council, and we also have a representative for the Association for the Advancement of Bags. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, gentlemen? Yes, hello. My name is Timmins McSimmons, and I represent the Bag Council. Timmins, great to have you on. Thank you. Uh, yes, hello. And I am uh, I am Joseph McHenry. I'm the representative here from the Box Joseph, Association. Joseph, great to meet you. Guys, I brought you here. I was hoping we could maybe talk about the pros and cons of each other's products and maybe bring together a, a constructive relationship here. Maybe I don't think there's really any, 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 any pros to speak I of. I agree for... that there's no pros to speak of. Okay, when it comes to boxes, uh, well, that's just a little ridiculous. No, okay, listen, we produce a product that has box. structural integrity. Okay, and that is not something that if you can. If it argue. has such structural integrity, then how come you're so lacking? Okay, that is that integrity? is a cheap shot. That is exactly the sort of cheap shot that we've been getting yes, from the back council we don't for years. Want, we don't want any personal attacks, guys. Speaking of personal, can you imagine a world without purses? This is. Purses are essentially beautiful bags. Uh, yeah, but they're, Imagine they're decorative. your wife going into a dressing room and saying, here, hold my box. 
Well, I I know all that. I think a, that'd be pretty nice. I'd love that my would, wife to say that she would often. sound dirty. But boxes also there are also very uh, beautiful boxes. Uh, presents often wrapped in boxes. Oh, absolutely. You when you get a present that comes in a bag, you're immediately disappointed by it. If you, you want to dress rip up a whore, it's still a whore. All right, that is exactly the sort of have low, you ever seen the underhanded movie Pretty Woman? That we have gotten at used to. At the end to. of Pretty Woman, I was still saying, oh, look at that whore. This is, okay, this it should be understood, all right, that, that the, the bag council has been bad-mouthing boxes <laughs> behind the scenes for a long time, and that was the motivation for our new and more aggressive, okay, you hear him tittering like that? This is exactly how he rolls. It's just that you continue. You saying the bag council and the bag council like you're you're getting so angry. All right, this is this is completely ridiculous. All right, I, I want an all emotional victory. If already. we had to pick one or the other, it would There'd be, be bags. boxes. Well, no, it absolutely would obviously be bags. boxes. You can't move bags. cargo in a bag, guys. Yes, this you is can. why I brought you here because you don't have to choose just one. We can have boxes. We can have bags uh, fulfilling different purposes in our lives. I completely reject that. We I have no bags well. in my household. Okay, we have never of, had bags in my of, household. Think of, we use boxes think of, for everything. Think of, think of Santa Claus. Think all of right. douche. Santa Claus. He carries. A, a bunch of boxes, but inside of one giant Until I bag. see photographic evidence, okay, I think he actually has a very large box. I, I have think, never seen that I in think portrayals of Saint Nicholas. You've been lied to by a bunch of artistic interpretations that have nothing to do with the original historic Santa Claus, okay? And that's why uh, they're all they're all in boxes. Okay? Have you ever uh, had a cardboard box and had it exposed to water? And it gets slimy, and then everything falls okay, out of the bottom. A paper bag exposed to water is the exact same way, but the cardboard box is going to hold up for even longer. Okay, oh, especially if it's like a more nice like a canvas bag. Canvas bags can be hit with all the elements, then you just uh, throw it in a the metal. Box. A metal box is going to do just fine. A okay? metal box. All right. You know Who what? Would Listen, carry around I have had just sundries about in a of metal your box. Old world European attitude. And I've okay? had enough of your I'm American I'm drill. I'm checking out this interview. I've got I have nothing left to say. I've nothing left to say. You're a dick. You're a dick. You two. If I could just keep you here, I could. Nope. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. You're both leaving. I really wanted to. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, I think a weird sportsman. In a small town just outside of Des Moines, football is a way of life. For Kikuna, Iowa, the fighting cobs are the heart and soul of the town. Every Friday, this sleepy farm community gathers around its football team. Despite having a population of just 3,500, Kikuna has produced 12 D3 state championships in the last 55 years. It's a grand tradition here. We're very proud of our town, proud of our boys. However, for a town that derives so much of its pride from football, the opening game of its 2014 season meant just a little bit more. To see the team come together and give my little Johnny a chance to finally live out his dream, it was a really big moment for our family. That's because Kikunaw isn't only the home of the Fighting Cobbs, it's the home to Johnny Henderson. I'm not entirely sure why all this is happening to me. We as a town have always rallied behind Johnny. Ever since he was born, it was clear that Johnny was different. We always wanted the Hendersons to know that they had help. We as a community hadn't had a mentally handicapped member... And we were just really sure that we were going to give him a warm, keekin'-all welcome from the get-go. Wait, what? Do, do people think I'm retarded? That is... 
I'm not retarded. I mean, okay, I'm a little clumsy, yeah, but sometimes it takes me a while to pick up on. I'm not. Jesus, this is ridiculous. It wasn't always easy. I mean, sometimes it's very hard knowing that Johnny doesn't experience things in the same way the rest of us do. But he's just so full of life and love. We wanted him to experience everything that a normal teenage boy would. My mother? Come on! Early on, it became clear that Johnny loved football. His mother would take him to watch the Fighting Cobbs practice. Johnny responded, showing a love for the game. He would just sit there and watch, and his face would light up. I don't like football. My mom likes it, but I hate football. I had to go watch practices with her for years. When Johnny reached high school, it became clear that making him a part of the team would mean the world to little Johnny. However, for the proud football tradition of the Fighting Cobbs, it was an opportunity that was hard to come by. We obviously wanted to find a place for Johnny. He was a water boy, a ball boy. My mom made me do all that stuff. I was just so proud to see my little Johnny finally getting his chance to be a part of the team. Of course, that was all before the diagnosis. I'm sorry, I'm just so... Wait, wait, what diagnosis? Entering his senior year, Johnny's condition worsened and then the most devastating blow fell. Johnny's mother was told that her son had just three months to live. It's, it's just the worst news a mother can receive. What? It was clear that we all wanted to do something for Johnny. And the guys got together, they came and talked to me, and they told me they wanted Johnny to get a chance to play. Well, we just wanted to do something as a team for Johnny. I mean, he did so much to inspire all of us, and we wanted to give something back. It was the first game of the year. The Fighting Cobbs were itching for a playoff spot this year and had a commanding lead over their arch-rival, Kanuna North. I turned to Johnny and I waved him in. It was... It, it was... It was the proudest moment of my career, and I've won three state championships. Did my mom trick all of you into thinking I was retarded and dying just to let me play in a Cobbs game? That is seriously, really, look, if, if I am retarded, why can't I say retarded? It was just a beautiful moment. Everyone stood up and cheered. I was crying so hard. The Canoona North defense stood back and let Johnny score the touchdown that was so long coming. He was just so excited. I, he didn't know which way to run. Okay, like I said, I don't like football. I don't know the rules. Johnny took off running, and even though he tripped and fell at the five-yard line, unable to score that crucial touchdown. There was a divot in the grass, Gardner. The moment was still one that stuck with everyone there. And so even after he's long gone, the people of Kikanaw We'll never forget Johnny Henderson. Wait, am I dying? For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. 
And now it's time for another Weird Sportsman! Weird Sportsman. Who do we got this week? This week's Weird Sportsman, Matthias Schlitt. I... I have never heard of this guy. I don't know if I give a schlit who he really is. Whoa, you will after you hear about it. First of all, I have to, uh, I read these from Wikipedia entries. What? I do. No, and, uh, I thought there was meticulous research from a variety they were popping of popping off the dome. No, yeah. this guy actually does not have an English language uh, Wikipedia entry, just German. <laughs> so this is translated through Google Translate. Which could be dicey. It How could. can you to be do that? Exactly. <laughs> I'd be weird sport guy. <laughs> All right, Matthias Schlitt, uh, born April 2nd, 1987, in Haldeschieben, was a German, or is, I don't want to say, it's not like he's dead when he was born in 1987, that'd be sad. If he dies now before we release the podcast, this is going to be pretty crazy. It's going to be pretty sad, yeah. He is a German arm wrestler. Oh. And co-commentator for the international sports broadcaster Eurosport. Due to a genetic defect, Matthias Schlitt came with a powerful right arm to the world. He made this imbalance to his advantage and decided on a career as an arm wrestler. I'm just going to show you guys a picture. There's his right arm and there's Holy his left arm. Whoa! Yep. That's ridiculous! He's got, he looks like he's been doing bicep curls with his right arm for 30 years straight, and his left arm looks like Joel's left arm. Okay. Right tiny, arm tiny, looks tiny, like Popeye. Left arm looks like olive oil. Yep. <laughs> it's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, so, career starts with note. Note, arm wrestling competitions, there are usually separate ratings for arm wrestling with the right and left arm. All results mentioned in this section refer to competitions with his right arm. Okay, so he did decide to go with the big arm in yeah, competition. Yeah, instead of, instead of the right. regular human arm, he decided to go with the monster arm. I'm, I'm sure that was a difficult <laughs> choice for him to make. You it know, looks like advantages, <laughs> disadvantages to both both paths. Oh, yeah. It is comically larger. The smaller, than more agile arm has certain, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, since 2004, Matthias... Hellboy Schlitt. Ooh. Yeah, his nickname's Hellboy. Oh, because it looks like he's got that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. it is, in, uh, is in competition squad of arm wrestling Gepeitelung <laughs> of VFL Wolfsburg. I assume that that's like a lo- an area I assume you know, competition club. squad translates to team. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> After several successes in various amateur tournaments, he won his first professional tournament, in uh, the German Championship as a junior class up to 70 kilograms. Mm. Yep. He then scored the same weight class at the European Championships in Poland uh, in sixth place. Mm. So he started off pretty good as a... Boy, that's as not he, entirely fair. Yeah, it's not he, fair. He, he has the arm of like a 90 kilogram. Yeah, he really should. Uh, this next section is called Gentlemen. I'm not sure what that translates to, but I assume it's like life. <laughs> like his, yeah. or career maybe. I think it's about how courteous he is. The year 2005 moved Schlitt in the ruling class and finished at the German German Championships in Starnsburg second place behind <laughs> runner-up Udo White. Grand Prix of Germany Schlitt reached the fourth place. 
I'm going to have to vote that we Google Translate all of our yeah, weird sports things we from here on out. I agree. At the German Championships 2006 in Mel, he won fourth place in July. This year, Schlitt difference only slightly in the quarterfinals <laughs> at the European Championships in Budapest in the men's class up to 70 kilograms from. <laughs> <laughs> Germans, uh, apparently, end sentences with prepositions. They do. I actually yeah. took German, and you kick the preposition to the end. You put the verb in place of the preposition, then kick the preposition back. Okay. Yeah. Little known fact. That doesn't, you don't, so you don't completely understand what you're saying until you reach the end of the sentence? Yeah. That's weird. When over-the-top tournament in Mannheim in September 2006, the Champions League at arm wrestling, is Schlitt won against international competition... And one without defeat. Of course, named after probably one of the three best arm wrestling movies ever, Sylvester Stallone's Over the Top. It's true. Definitely yeah. top five. You can argue top, top three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Definitely Except top five. Except for Air Bud, arm wrestle, or paw wrestling <laughs> tournament. God, that would have been so much but better see, if I got it right the first really, time. <laughs> it's about paw wrestling and not arm wrestling, that's true. so I'm not that's counting true. it. But yeah. there's nothing in the rule book that says the dog can arm wrestle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how that line would be in that movie. Uh, then he went to the World Cup in Manchester in the 75-kilogram class, but was eliminated in the preliminary round of. I know. It's very sad. It's very sad. I'm just going to go over some successes here. Uh, Vice World Champion uh, 2013 at the Nijmerov World Cup 2013 Warsaw, Poland. Seven times German champion, four single in 2004, 2008, 2009, 2012. Three times team score in 2008, 2009, 2010. Oh, it's my. pretty good. He is the winningest arm wrestler in the competition in squad. In the competition yeah. squad from. <laughs> 14 time international champion. Oh, That's wow. No grammatical escape or mistakes. In yeah, that one. Just Hard times. to misinterpret. The, yeah. <laughs> and four-time winner of the Grand Prix of Germany, 2006, 2009, 2011, and 2013. They call it a Grand Prix? Yeah. I thought you only did that for races. No, well, this is a race to see who can get the other one's hand to touch the table. The okay. opposing side. Yeah. All right, let's end this off with a little section called Medial Work. Medial Work? I assume this is like life or right. life after... <laughs> Life after comedy. Menial or medial? Uh, medial. I have no idea what that word means. Like regular. Okay. Medial. <laughs> Since 2009, Schlitt in the organization and coordination of his Arm Wars series involved for Eurosports and serves as a team with Alexander, moderator of the Groban, as a television expert. Wait, there's a there's a reality show based on arm wrestling? Yeah. I have to figure out how to get Eurosport. Yeah, exactly. Moreover, Schlitt joined, among others, the American Discovery Channel and Japanese TV show Incredibly at Fuji Television on. <laughs> 2010, Schlitt fought in the Korean television show Star King against the South Korean champion Kim Hyesun. The German won the duel 2 to the 0th. <laughs> And that brings it on to another Weird Sports Man! Oh, oh, 
citizens of Podcast Town. This brings to the close the sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, let's see if we can get the box council guy and the bag association guy here to do our contact information. Well, you can email us at sportsportsportspodcast at gmail.com. I, I got this one. No, I got we're it only handled. allowed to say three. Oh, it's three plugs each time. Gonna, and you're okay. only starting at the tight. first one. Keeping it tight. So our, you our can Twitter find is SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com sports number three podcast. Podcast, it's our uh, Twitter account. He's boxing me out of this segment. He certainly Okay, is that is the guy. last pun I'm going to hear from you, okay? Oh, grow a sack. This is going to be a boxer <laughs> rebellion. Oh, I, okay, that was ridiculous right I, there. I can tell that you like boxes because you're not being briefs. Hey, fuck you, Boxes man. and briefs joke. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's I'm right. out of here. That's There's it. No I'm out of here, too. I cannot take this anymore. I cannot take this. I'm leaving. Right. I stayed. I stayed in the room. <laughs> you did. You can also find us on Sue.co. Sue.co is the sponsor of the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast. That's TSU.co slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. If you sign up, you get paid for doing the equivalent of tweeting. Oh, and that every, sounds exciting. And then you make us a little money when you sign up. Oh, thank you very much, Timmons. It's my pleasure. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.